Yeah. Mittens are awesome. Wait, wait, the ones with no fingers? Are those gloves? What are those? Those are gloves. Do you know what mittens look like? What are mittens? <laughs> like they cover your hands. Yeah, so no fingers, right? How is mittens such a confusing term? <laughs> also for a podcast trying to describe what mittens right. look like, so I did awkward. not realize how tough that was going to be. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Undressed with Style Girlfriend. I'm your host, Megan Collins, and happy Cyber Monday. Uh, I hope you have lots of discounted items in your shopping carts and are ignoring work completely while listening to this. Uh, Thanks so much to all of you guys who have subscribed to this podcast on iTunes and left reviews. That helps iTunes take notice of us. So if you haven't left a review yet, hit pause and go do that right now. Uh, you know, so long as you have good grammar and nice things to say. (laughs) This is our forum to talk to cool, fun folks who are living their lives with style. Of course, style is about way more than just clothes, but seeing as it is Cyber Monday, you know, we figured we'd talk to someone who who might have some good ideas about what you want to be shopping for, both for yourself and for the lovely folks in your life. Uh, personally, I usually wind up spending more on myself on Cyber Monday than on presents for other people. I just uh, I just don't have the patience to wait for those sales that you know they're going to hit on December 26th, but, you know, tis the season for holiday parties. You got to look good. Uh, but that's why our guest today is Baron Quadro. Baron is the brains behind a, another menswear site that we love here at Style Girlfriend HQ, and that's EffortlessGent.com. He's all about helping his readers achieve closet mastery, as he puts it, by building a lean wardrobe, which you'll hear us talk about a bit uh, in the episode. Like our last guest, Steve Cam of Nerd Fitness, Baron also recently moved to New York, which means I get to catch up with him more often than I used to, which I love. Uh, And so, you know, in this episode, I just went ahead and quizzed him about his holiday shopping strategy, the acceptability of Santa hats as uh, headgear, and more. So without further ado, enjoy this interview with Baron Quadro of Effortless Gent. Hi, Baron. Hello. I caught you off guard there, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Happy Cyber Monday. Yes. Same it will be Cyber Monday when everyone's listening to this. Uh, tell me, are you going shopping? I am going shopping maybe online, okay, but not a not physically anywhere because I hate that. So you're not a Black Friday kind of guy. No, I always think about it, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's fair. On Cyber Monday, are you shopping more for loved ones or for yourself? Because I know I'm super guilty of having good intentions about shopping for others, and then I'm like, ooh, but I need something to wear to this holiday party. Right. It always starts out good, like you're, you have plans to talk or to shop for someone, and then you're always sort of browsing around, and then it just gets really terrible, you know, buying a bunch of stuff for yourself, right? Yeah. So, and we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Is there anything on your holiday shopping list? Um, so, I've been actually scoping something out, and I have, actually haven't pulled the trigger yet, but have you seen... Uh, Combat Gent, you know that brand, right? Yeah, yeah. They do this great um, weekender garment bag. Oh, okay. It's like a combo weekender garment, which is incredible. It unzips. Ooh. It's a it's a duffel bag, but it like sort of unzips into like this weekend or sorry into this garment bag where you can put a suit in. Oh, that's zip super it back interesting. up. You can zip it back up, and then it becomes like your weekender bag, and then just stuff the rest of your stuff in there. It's pretty oh, cool. Okay, and you've been eyeballing it for a while. Yeah, they're doing pre orders, so I think it's it's like a plug for a company I don't work for. I'm just saying I really like the product. <laughs> no, that's why I had you on. I. 
you know, obviously I, I love Effortless Gen. I think it's uh, really complimentary to Style Reference in a lot of ways. I think we believe in a lot of the same things. So, you know, while we're all about sort of uh, talking to guys who live their lives with more style uh, on, on Undressed, I think that you probably bring new meaning to that phrase. So I'd love to hear actually a little bit about Effortless Gen, about your philosophy, just so listeners can learn a little bit more about you and why they should trust your style advice. Um, so our tagline is an honest approach to personal style. So instead of, we like to give our, it's almost like a choose your own adventure type thing on our site. Like we tried to lay like the foundation for a good style and just understanding the basics, but also like how to sort of take it above that. And then um, instead of telling readers like exactly what they should wear, uh, we try to just give them options so they can sort of pick and choose based on, you know, their, their own personal style, what they've developed themselves or um, where they live. Uh, who they surround themselves with, what they do for work. I think all those things play a part in, the, in their own personal style. And so we kind of want them to figure that out for themselves. And, of course, we offer, like, actual tips and stuff, too, like in case they need, like, that extra push or, you know, to figure out, okay, exactly what kind of sweater do I need or what kind of pair of denim are you talking about? So we try to sort of play that whole choose-your-own-adventure thing. And when it comes to that, how did your own style evolution go? A lot of experimentation. And I think that's the reason why I have that philosophy is just because I had fun with it. And I hope to attract people who are also just interested in their own style and how they present themselves. Because I think, I don't know, like if you go through it yourself, you have a better appreciation of where you've, from where you've been. I'm sorry, where you've been and where you're, where you're coming from, you know. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a thing I, I've always enjoyed. And I hope that I can attract readers who are also looking to start figuring it out for themselves as well. What's one of the first things that you figured out about your style? Um, I, this is a pretty cliche and common answer, but it's all about fit, totally. Like, I was overweight for a couple of years, like, actually for a long time, um, back in the day. And Was that, it was college? or I, it, was just, I was sort of, like, overweight from high school to into college. Um, but I always enjoyed clothing, and I knew how to dress my body even though I was bigger. But um, I know something happened in college where I uh, just, I started to really enjoy running and then learning how to work out. And we had a great gym at my school, so it was just fun to go to. And then, I don't know, it just sort of clicked with me, and then I dropped 80 pounds um, over the course of, I don't know, a year, year and a half. Wow. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was, and then, you know, from there, obviously, you get a better feeling and sense of how clothes fit, because it, your body is always changing as you're dropping weight. Yeah. And for some readers or listeners, they might be on the opposite end trying to gain weight. So I think as you go through that, you just sort of, you have to experiment and then understand, like, what fits you now might not fit you in a year or because your, your body's going to change and you just have to adapt to that. Well, that's so interesting. So, I mean, you had two things maybe then working against you in that your body was continuing to change. You were continuing to lose weight. You weren't like, you know, you didn't immediately get to your, your fitness goal. And then beyond that, you were in college. So how did you deal with your, you know, what was your shopping strategy as you were moving towards your, your goal weight? Yeah. Um, it was definitely a lot of budget purchases. Um, so I understood, and I was also still learning back then. I didn't know nearly as much as I know now, but, um, I tried to sort of choose like classic silhouettes that I thought would make sense for me now and also in two years. Um, but if I were to ever experiment with different styles, I would always do, um, something that's more budget friendly because obviously if you, if it turns out that you like the particular piece that you're trying, then you can always upgrade later. But it's better uh, to start smaller or cheap than in, um, than to just sort of jump into a new style, buy something that's really expensive, and then it doesn't really work out for you. So you have to figure out what to do with that at that point. Yeah. And as you've gotten older, I mean, how much have you retained from that sort of first wardrobe push versus like what you have now? Is pretty much everything fresh? Is everything new? At this point, yeah. Um, back then, I also, because I was enjoying experimenting and I loved just clothing in general, like I had a lot of stuff. Like at one point... 
was living at home with my parents um, when I was younger. And um, I had, I think, three closets in the house just filled with shit. Parents! It was, like, way too much. Your parents spoiled you rotten. My parents wouldn't, like, first of all, know. (laughs) (laughs) I was working. I bought my own stuff. So, I mean, but it was ridiculous. You should have paid rent on those closets. I know, right? It was ridiculous. Um, And so I think also that is sort of why my site is now heavily focused on this idea called the lean wardrobe. Because I realized, like, I had three closets full of stuff, but I literally only wore maybe 30 or 40 things constantly. And then I would always replace these things if they got worn out or they didn't fit me anymore. And I never actually touched all this other stuff that I was experimenting with. So um, the, lean philosophy, or the lean wardrobe philosophy is more about like, you know, shopping with more intention and um, really trying to realize like, okay, what, did it, what is it that um, makes up my core wardrobe? And if I want to try anything outside of that, then let's do it slowly and intentionally so I don't overbuy or, you know, overpurchase. So what are those sort of extras that are in your wardrobe right now? Um, and how are you going to incorporate those into your holiday, you know, right. here? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good question. So um, <laughs> we so we have this thing called the Lean Wardrobe Pyramid on the site. And it totally makes sense because if you think about a pyramid, like you have your base, right, which yeah, is yeah. probably comprised of the most clothing you would have, which are also like your staples. And then like it's going to work up from there to your mid-level stuff, which is something that uh, clothing that might not necessarily match or go with everything, but they still go with a large amount of your core wardrobe. And then the top of the pyramid would be little things that – are like your your more trendy things or maybe like your colorful pocket square or some crazy tie that you really enjoy, things like that. Um, so, yeah, there's it, it, it sort of depends. Um, as far as like my what my things are, I don't know. I have like a bunch of, I guess like most guys, just like crazy, not crazy, but more like colorful ties, mm-hmm. uh, pocket squares. Um, I, I like really colorful pants. So like I like for especially for the holiday season, I like burgundy and sort of like forest green. Mm-hmm. So I find like chinos and cords and stuff. Any favorite brands there? I think Bonobos is really great. Uh, I like the way their clothes fit. Um, I'm a Levi's guy when it comes to denim. Which, what style? Um, I used to be uh, 514, but I think they changed that. So I'm like a 508 now or a 521, one of those. And how would you describe the fit on those? 508 is more of like an athletic but tapered fit. I don't know if they make that anymore. I think they changed it to like a five something, five forty one or something. For being such a classic heritage brand, I feel like they changed that stuff up so much, it's and crazy. it drives me nuts because it, it makes it harder to you know know what to recommend to guys. Exactly, and obviously and everybody's legs are so different. And if it, you can have something kind of simple to stay to say, like okay, if you have right. you know athletic legs, this. If you have you know gym legs, <laughs> exactly. And it, I noticed that they sometimes don't even really change the style of it, but they just change the number, and it's like that's so confusing to. On our toes, very. Yes, sir. They're just trying to put new product. <laughs> There. It's all the same stuff. Come on. <laughs> I'm headed out there for the Super Bowl with the NFL again this year. Oh, nice. uh, and they're playing at Levi's Stadium. Maybe I'll try to have a talk with somebody. Nice. Yeah, you'll let them know. <laughs> Tell them I'm complaining. No. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the, the comment box. Um, no, I mean, I love that. I think that that's so, it makes so much sense, um, you know, when it comes to especially your holiday wardrobe. I think everybody wants to, you know, show off a little bit. But I think guys especially maybe tend towards defaulting to something almost like silly, like throwing on a Santa hat to go to your office party instead of, like you said, wearing maybe colored pants or wearing a really colorful tie or, you know, pattern on pattern. Are there any other sort of uh, missteps that you think are out there when it comes to like dressing for the holidays? Yeah, I think overdoing it with color or pattern. Um, I think if you're going to do like a bright color, I would probably stick with one and then keep everything sort of neutral and and, like your – your grays and your navies. I think those are always a great base. And then that'll sort of help your pop of color to shine, you know. I think one thing, too, like if it's going to be a, like a dressier party 
or a dress year event that you're going to for the holidays, um, a nice pair of um, mid-gray flannel trousers mm-hmm. are probably like key, I think. I think not enough guys have trousers in their closets anymore. Yeah. For guys that don't necessarily work out of an office that has any kind of a dress code, I feel like dress pants and slacks are, you know, going the way of the zoot suit. And I think it's really unfortunate because it really is this key piece that will instantly upgrade whatever you're wearing. Right. And if it's a mid-gray color, it's going to go with everything that you have in your closet, literally everything. And the nice thing about those two, if they fit well, you can you can dress them up or down. I mean, you Absolutely. can literally look at the pages of GQ and they have people in there wearing mid-gray flannel trousers and with and sneakers. Like a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or you can dress it up with a nice pair of uh, loafers or lace-ups. There's a bunch of stuff you can do with that. So I think that's a, that's a key piece to have, I think, for the winter. What about for shoes? What do you like? What are you wearing this winter? I really, I'm always partial to um, like the tan leather. I've always loved that color. Um, but then I'm also like really into like the oxblood and sort of the deepish burgundy, red, purples um, tones of leather. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think guys, there's no right or wrong answer really. It's like kind of what you like. I always recommend, hey, just get a basic medium brown leather, and then from there figure out if you like that or not. Absolutely. In terms of a lean wardrobe, I think shoes can be something where you can have less and really get away with it. I don't think guys do need that many pairs of shoes. I mean, if you have fun with them, it's almost like watches. Like, if you want more, right. great. But if not, probably two or three will do you, really. Totally, yeah. I mean, you what, what, what would you need? You would need a maybe a, a brown, a pair of brown lace-ups. Yep. Maybe a pair maybe of black a lace-ups. Black shoe. Yeah, yeah, and then um, a casual shoe. sneakers, yeah. yeah. Sneakers or chocolate boots. Right, oh, there you go. Yeah, so maybe maybe four. Like, yeah. you probably don't need that many. Yeah. And, you know, whatever you like or whatever you realize that you use more, then get more of those if you need to, or that style. So. Yeah. And it makes sense because I do feel really strongly that shoes are somewhere where you should spend as much as possible. Right. And I think um, it's okay if you have to invest a little bit more in your shoes, um, just because you're going to, hopefully, if you take care of them, they'll last a while. So um, I, mean, I always think about cost per wear. That's what I do totally. with jackets, because for me, jackets is where okay. I love to spend for the winter. I mean, that's where I, I could wear a garbage bag underneath, but if I have a really great coat on top, you look like a million bucks. Right, totally. I mean, and also, depending on where you live, like, I moved here last year, um, right before winter, and I had I have a pea coat, just that one that's in the corner over there, and um, it was freezing. Like, I could not... Wait, you got through all of last year's winter with no, just a pea coat? I was trying to. Okay. And I was like, wait, that's not going to work. So I invested in, a like, a down coat, like a Canada Goose coat, which it was ridiculously priced, but I mean, it's like the best coat I've ever owned. I can literally go in a t-shirt and that jacket, and I don't... I can go in the snow, and it's totally fine. I have a Fjall Raven parka, parka mm-hmm. that I am pretty confident that I could you know, track across Antarctica wearing yeah. it and be totally fine. It's something, I mean, you just don't even feel the wind. I mean, anything that's not covered by it, you're screwed. Right. But yeah. yeah, when you're a New Yorker, you have to have a functional totally. winter coat. It makes a huge difference. So I think like coats are a great investment, um, a good pair of shoes, watches I like to invest in. Are but, you a watches guy? Yeah, I'm still learning. I don't want to, I'm not like an aficionado, but I'm definitely learning. And I, I think it's just something that's interesting to me just because of the history behind mechanical watches that I really love. Um, See, so yeah, I'm still learning, but. I feel about watches the way that I feel about Scotch, which is to say, I would love to care. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just really don't. Yeah. Like, I like what I like, but I'm not interested in, you know, the peaty moss of the hill that it grew. <laughs> like, I, it's just, it's beyond, I just do not give a crap. I don't know. I think it's just one of those things. Like, guys don't really have much or many options when it comes to accessorizing. Sure. So, like, the watch is pretty much the only thing that's, um, you know, play with or that no, we can No, I try, get it. You know? And I'm all for it. And yeah. I, we love, you know, we, I feel like we include a watch in, like, every single, you know, yeah. outfit inspiration that we put up on the site. But in terms of the background or, like, the history, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. 
can't muster enthusiasm for it. Right. I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't give a shit, but... Um, yeah, they're called women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much as dudes are, like, flexing, like, pulling up their sleeve to show up their Rolex. Like, if it's a... In my opinion, if it's, like, a, a good woman you got there, she does not care what's on your wrist. <laughs> of course not. But I think, you know, like, just, like, uh, when we care about our style in general, it's... Hopefully, I'm hoping that the guys who are reading my site or reading your site, that they're doing it for themselves, too. Like, I, I feel great when I... Where, uh, when I dress this way or mm-hmm. I feel good when I have this watch on just because I, I know this about it and I really have enjoyed this I've studied this and I think it's really cool to have whatever you know yeah. um, or maybe like I have this pair of $500 Aldens that I really love um, and I love them because I know about them and they're important to me you know mm-hmm. so I don't think there's anything wrong with really caring about one thing or the other because um, yeah, yeah, I think some people have like this qualm of like uh, I feel like I'm a like I don't want to care too much about my outward appearance because it, it seems you know, whatever, whatever their reasoning behind that is. Um, well, what do you think that is? I mean, let's dig deeper into that because I, I mean, I know for me, I always say the, the biggest competitor to style girlfriend is just apathy. It's just mm-hmm. guys thinking that they shouldn't care right. or that unless they dive, you know, headfirst into fashion with a capital F that they're not, they can't really be a part of it or if their budget isn't big enough, they can't. So for me, I'm, I'm obviously all for guys making an effort and for feeling comfortable about putting that effort in publicly. I mean, what would you say to the guy that is either afraid to try or doesn't want to? I don't know. Like, I think they come up with their people who say they don't care or guys who say they don't care probably come up with their own reasons for it. Like, uh, they don't want to appear a certain way or they don't want to, I guess they want their, maybe their accomplishments to show first or make their knowledge or, but the thing is like people, they don't know that stuff about you yet. Right. All they know is if you're meeting someone for the first time is how you present yourself. That's not a bad thing. That's just how we are. That's just how it is. Right. Um, so I think why not just do the best you can in order to, to look great and also feel great about yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just all presentation. Yeah. Personal style is a wingman. It's, you know, whether you want to make it a good wingman or not. Right. And I think because really for at the most basic level, having great style makes you look good, quite literally. So, yeah, the way I look at it is why wouldn't you want right. your, you know, your style to make, be making a good impression for you? Because yeah. I agree. I mean, you might be amazingly intelligent or kind or generous, but, you know, that's not the first thing that someone notices about you. Right. Or you might be dumb as rocks and a jerk, but if you look good, at least someone's going to want to talk to you <laughs> for five minutes and find out more. Right. And it shows you care, you know, like if you can... If you pay attention to the details of just your presentation, it shows that you probably care about a lot of other things in your life. And if that's true, then why not take the extra step to to do that for yourself and for others? So. And don't you love it when, you know, you compliment someone on something that they're wearing and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, let me tell you about it. Like, yeah. oh, I got it at this little, you know, menswear store that I stumbled onto in Austin and, right. you know, like never heard of this brand, but it's this husband and wife duo that da 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 Like, yeah. Like, I love it when I get a good story about, like, an origin of, you know, whatever it is. And I think that when you do care and when you do put in more effort, um, yeah, you, you get excited. You get – you're stoked about what you have on and it really totally. uh, comes through in, you know, whether you're talking about it or not. It's just, you know, there's a confidence there that's not if you're feeling uncomfortable about what you're wearing or if it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. But yeah, I love it all the more when it is something where it's a guy who's kind of just getting into his yeah. style and he like wants to tell you everything and yeah. I'm happy to let him. I think people find uh, stories compelling too. So when there's a story behind the brand or the thing that you're wearing, people want, people like that and they buy into that. Yeah. And uh, they want to tell you about it when you say, hey, your shirt looks great. Where, what is that? Or whatever, you know. My stories usually consist of, oh, Megan, I like X, Y, or Z. And I go, thanks, it's from Target. I got it for $7. Can <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it? that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite coat right now is a coat that I... 
uh, founded Old Navy. Yeah. And it's like a really, I mean, you would think it was more expensive. I mean, it's just like this lovely blue overcoat. And literally every time someone says something about it, which happens a lot, I'm like, thanks. Uh, let me tell you where I got it. You'll never guess. <laughs> so it works both ways. It's like the niche cool things, and then it's also yeah. like the deals and the steals. That you right. Get. I'm all about the high-low, too. Like, if you have oh, one cool sure. cool piece that is, let's say, you know, way more expensive than anything you'd ever normally buy, but then you also have, like, you can mix it with something from Old Navy or Target or whatever. There's something wrong with that. Like, it's, it's cool to do that. I totally agree, and I think that that's something that, not to, like, toot our own horns, but I think that that's something that Style Griffin and Effortless Gent both do well is the high-low mix, which I think um, before sites like ours came along, I think that for whatever reason, men's fashion was actually a lot more aspirational than women's was. I mean, obviously women had Vogue and all of that to look at if they want to look at things that they can never afford and just right. look pretty on the page. But I don't think a lot of the men's magazines always did a great job of um, featuring that mix. And they're yeah. getting better, but... Um, it's still largely really expensive stuff. Yeah, you know, and it, it no, feels no really prohibitive. Really, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, there are always more affordable alternatives, but obviously those are the people who aren't paying the magazine's bills, so they're not going to feature that, right? So Exactly. I think it's up to us or up to, I guess, the reader uh, to sort of see something and you know, sort of identify what it is they like about this particular suit or shirt and then go out and find something that is an affordable alternative. Because there's, there's always going to be um, affordable alternatives for yeah. every piece that you like out there. Yeah, and it's sort of deciding where to save and where to splurge. Yeah, go wrong. Like, that's my list right there. It's like, I don't know what yours is, but it's like, you know, shoes, uh, good coat, a watch. But yeah, so I think every guy should come up with their list of what it is that they want to splurge on and then what and what things that they don't really care about. Um, since it is Cyber Monday, I do want to talk a little bit more about holiday shopping uh, and dressing for the holidays. Uh, we talked a little bit about you are someone who skips Black Friday. I am as well. Mm-hmm. I would literally rather do anything else mm-hmm. than leave my price. house and go, oh, 100%. And I hate paying full price, so that's <laughs> saying something. But when it com- does come to Cyber Monday, are you ready with a wish list? And how, as a gentleman, do you go about handing out a wish list in a classy way? Hmm. Well, okay, so with my wife, at least, we actually have uh, – we we have shared Pinterest boards with each other. Amazing. So if we like if we like find things that we like or want, we just sort of pin them to our own boards it's and like then the most so, shameless right. way. So we always know what each other wants, but it's easy though because we're honest so with each other. We're like, hey, I really want this wallet. I'm not gonna lie to you. Get that for me. Yeah. Because I don't want her to have to wonder what what should I get him, and that's just a pain. So here, this is what I want. Um, but and is it can you can it be like a wish list as well in terms of. Like, like, would you put, like, a what? private plane on there next <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm probably not going to get that, but, you know, I, I guess I could put it on there. <laughs> um, My sister and brother-in-law don't do gifts at Christmas because they're spending so much on their kids, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But I was like, that seems – like, what's the point of getting married? <laughs> oh, with each other, you mean? They don't yeah, gifts. they don't do gifts with oh, each other. Oh, interesting. Isn't that crazy? Huh. I don't think everyone gets to that point. I know. <laughs> it seems unromantic, but I think that they just – or do they say that and then they're like, they still sneak a gift? At no, them. because that would be an a-hole move. If one of them was like, so we said no gifts, but I totally, you have to commit to the no yeah. presents if you're really doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, I guess we stick to a budget too. We like say, okay, we're not going to, you know, um, spend over, let's say $200 mm-hmm. for each other because we're going to travel or we're going to do some other stuff. Or we do something like experiential where we can both do it. Yeah. Or we buy a shared gift. Like if we want a monitor or something, that's like a thousand dollars. We're going to pitch in together and buy that for ourselves. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's probably what I would do. Basically, just be honest and make a Pinterest wish list because it's awesome. Um, yeah, so hopefully you are uh, self-aware 
um, and you can be like sort of intuitive with what you should be spending. Six months, man. I don't think everyone is though. I think no, a lot of people have like they're if, definitely not. It's one of the love languages, you know, um, gift giving, and I think that right. a lot of people have like weird things around it, yeah. like weird like emotional things that shouldn't like just layers that go on to presents that yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know to say. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. I think yeah. experiential gifts are always really fun, just because I don't know. I don't really care about stuff. Um, I think it's always fun to go out and do things and experience things together. If you're if you have like a loved one or whatever that you want to do stuff with. I, don't know, I, w- I would always spend more on experiential than um, than stuff. Me personally. Yeah, I think you can't go wrong with doing something together. I mean, yeah. it's you're creating memories. Also, and I give this tip every year on Style Girlfriend, but it's because it's so important. But guys should never get a woman that they've been dating for like one to two years any kind of jewelry that comes in a small box unless it's a diamond ring. Yeah, that's a good point. Because it's like the worst thing to happen to a woman. Right. And this doesn't happen to me, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like, you don't want to get earrings. Right. If you're expecting Because it looks like the ring box, to. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So you never want the bait and switch. So experiential gifts are good because it's definitely something where, yeah. you know. I feel like jewelry is tough to get women because... Jewelry is tough to get women. Because, I mean, it's just like clothing. Like, even you if have it's specific... not. Even if you know it's not a ring. Like, it's right. hard to buy a woman, you know, a bracelet or earrings yeah. or necklace that show light. Because they have specific tastes. And some guys can't... Like, I don't... Even up till now, I still don't know what my wife likes when it comes to... I think... So. Oh, I think jewelry is to women like what watches are to men. Right. Because there, there's so many little intricacies that go into like the style of it or how many they want to layer or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to know Silver that? Silver or gold. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. So, unless they, again, if you have a Pinterest wish list Whoa. and she pins something to that thing, then you can buy it. It's easy. But if I not, I love then... this idea. <laughs> I think for husbands and wives, you know, or for long term couples, I suppose, I think that's like easy because you can just put it out there and not feel weird about it. Yeah. But again, for a, a bit of a fresher relationship, I think it could be awkward to be like, hey, yeah, babe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. So I was thinking, maybe could you put together this Pinterest board? Right. That's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Although a guy could probably just go on to his girlfriend's, pin- like, he could find her Pinterest page and just, like, yeah. look at what she's been pinning. True that. That would probably even be better because then it's, like, on the sly and he's being all thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what should a style conscious guy be putting on his wish list this year? Mm. Oh, man, you got to put that Combat Gen Weekender bag on there. Okay, I, I mean, think that's, that's awesome. going on there. That's, that's at the top of the list now. Yeah, I mean, if you travel even just a little bit, like, just having one bag that can hold your suit and not No, I it, love this idea. And it's a Weekender bag? That's awesome. That's huge. I would definitely buy that. I just threw away my carry-on, like, uh, mm-hmm. suitcase because it was, I mean, it was down to, like, three wheels. It was horrible. Yeah. It didn't zip. <laughs> But I've yet to buy a new one because I just haven't been traveling that much. So I've been toting around actually a really amazing duffel. At, at this point, like, I need to, yeah. <laughs> to finally get a suitcase. Uh, but the duffel has been surprisingly enough for me. And I think it's actually taught me a lot about paring down when I travel because oh. I'm, like, I wish I was better, but I'm totally not. I'm that person that brings 18 things yeah. for, like, a two-day trip because I'm just like, well, I don't know what I'm going to want right. wear. Packing is like an art, right? Like yeah. you have to really think about it. Like yes. what do I? And then you always end up bringing more than you need. Always, oh, always, no matter what. Even if you yes. pare down, it's like I still don't need all this stuff. So this bag is on on a style conscious guy's list. What else? Yeah. Um, hmm. Depends on where he lives, obviously. Yeah, it depends where you live. Um, but outerwear is a really great gift to ask for because it's harder to get wrong when it comes to sizing. True. So I'm a big fan of of coats as yeah. as presents, and it just looks like big in a box so it's like very impressive when you get it yeah you could like do one of those you know car bows (laughs) (laughs) that's true all right what else any (laughs) grooming products um 
hair products clone question. that you're excited about right now? Any skincare stuff? Um, I went to with? I went to this event recently for uh, Mont Blanc, and they have a great um, clone. I don't remember the name of it, but it's probably bad. Um, Mont Blanc may actually makes a lot more than I think people know. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks it's just the pen, but yeah, they have, oh, man. They have jewelry a bunch and accessories. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, jewelry would be great too. Like I don't know. Like uh, again, guys don't really have much opportunity to accessorize, but if you like like a ring, for example, I think that'd be a really cool gift. I like David Yerman. Um, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Um, it's pretty, like, substantial, like, man jewelry. But there are also, like, little indie brands out there. If you just sort of do an Etsy search or, like, on Instagram even, there are, like, great brands out there for masculine jewelry. Uh, if you're, like, a ring guy or maybe you want a bracelet or something. I think bracelets are great. That's a nice yeah. – uh, you know, we were talking uh, in the last episode to Steve Cam from Nerd Fitness, who you mm-hmm. know, about – uh, how he started to sort of level up his style. And the first way that he did it was with colorful socks. Yeah. And I think when it comes to accessories, I think a really simple, um, really subtle bracelet, like a leather band or yeah. some kind of... Um, like, like beads a, or yeah, beads, a cuff think, even. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, sorry. That's level two. That's definitely level two. <laughs> but to start out with something and, and to not have to buy it yourself, I think is actually a less intimidating way to get into it. Yeah. Because I think a guy who goes out and buys himself a bracelet, like there might be some insecurity around that. Right. But if you get it as a present, it's like, well. Might as well try it. Yeah. Totally. I think that's also the what like what presents are for. <laughs> it is, right. In an odd way, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but you should be getting people things that they wouldn't get for themselves. Cashmere. Totally. You know. That's a good tip because uh, I always find stuff like, oh, I would love to have this, but I'm not going to spend the money on this right now. Yeah. Um, but then if, like, my wife happens to know that I want it, then if she buys it, that's a cool present because right. I would have never, I probably would have never bought that for myself. And same same goes for anyone that you're shopping for, too. Like, try to, if you, you know, try to hear out what they might really want but um, would never necessarily buy for themselves. Yeah. And I think for guys that can absolutely manifest itself in grooming and skincare because mm-hmm. apart from clone, I think that guy, the, that kind of stuff isn't something that a guy would necessarily splurge on. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think this is a great time to go outside of sort of the expected brand. So maybe, and nothing against like a Kiehl's or a Clinique or right. even a lab series, but you know, there's so many amazing men's grooming brands that are, have kind of been popping up in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I think that they make really great gifts because they look cool in your medicine mm-hmm. cabinet and you know, they're made just for men, so you know you're going to get a really great formulation, a great scent, right. and hopefully, you know, great skincare properties. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like, little things like, uh, I don't know, guys probably don't go out and want to buy face moisturizer, right? right? Or whatever, beard balm or whatever. I think th- those are really cool gifts to get or even receive just because, yeah, you won't nec- you might need it or you might want it, but you won't necessarily go buy it for yourself. So maybe, like, a small starter kit uh, for grooming or skincare would be really cool. Yeah. Um, so we always ask, uh, our guests, we put them on, on blast a little bit. So we like to ask our guests to grade themselves in different areas of their life. So we'll start with an easy one. Let's start with style. A minus. Okay. B plus. There's always room for improvement. So I think A minus, B plus. I'm always trying to improve. Are you prepared for the winter? I think so. I have that coat. Yeah, that's true. I'm set. That's all you need. I can just go naked, naked underneath there. just that coat. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I think I would expect nothing less. And if if I heard anything at a B or lower, I would have to call shenanigans. <laughs> what about health and fitness? Um, same. A minus, B plus. Um, I'm a lot better than from where I was uh, like 10 years ago. Um, but I just really enjoy like – I love going to the gym. I love – I'm like into um, sort of like powerlifting, weightlifting just because it's um, – I, I look at it as a game. So, like, every week, can I improve what I've done? Like, can I lift five pounds more than I did yeah. last week? So, I look at it that way, um, and I just enjoy doing it. So, And I'm very methodical with it. I go three times a week, whatever. 
Um, and then when it comes to food, like I actually track what I eat. I just really enjoy. I don't know. It's like I gamify like stuff that normal more normal people would hate to do. I think like I, you're writing. Like you have like a food diary. Yeah, like a food app. My, oh, you uh, do my it phone. as an app. Yeah, yeah. I have tried those things before, and I'm just after like searching, you know, for a freaking banana on yeah. it. I'm just like ah, and then yeah. I, my phone <laughs> I just can't. Right. If anything, I think I would actually see more success from writing it all down. Yeah, I used to do that. Um, I just. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, I like apps, and I just like having it on my phone. And now that I eat, like, the same meals all the time, so it's easy just to find what I ate. So. Yeah. Uh, relationships. Mm. Um, as far as being in one, A+. Plus. Okay. Um, as far as uh, – dang, these are all the same answers. I'm going to say A-, minus, B+, plus, just because, again, you're always trying to improve and be better. Um, How many people help you with Effortless Giant? What's your – It's a random segue. Well, in terms of, I mean, those working relationships. Oh, relationships. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think you meant, like, with my significant other. Um, sorry. No, I mean, relationships can be all Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, we have, so we have a part-time editor. We have um, a couple writers, and then we have a developer, so four or five. All, like, freelance or part-time. And you're communicating with them over just like email? Email, uh, Asana, Slack, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, something that I think about a lot as an entrepreneur you know, obviously I went from being in a big office when I was working in advertising to, well, working on my own for quite a long time. And then now I have Brittany and, you know, we have kind of different uh, editors that come on and, you know, as needed. But it is something that I think you start to take it for granted when you're working sort of in the mainstream working world that you're just always around people. And then when you're not, oh, right. I know for me, when I started working around, you know, whether I'm working out of Soho House or, you know, working out of our office, it's something where, um, you know, I kind of had to get used to, like, not wearing leggings every yeah, day and, right. like, having small talk and then, like, knowing when to not have small talk anymore. And that's not, not something that you have to deal with, but it's just yeah. such a... That's true. You kind of miss... Oh, I kind of miss the um sort of, like, the random, like, office relationships that you have as far as, like, friendships yeah. and things. Because you don't have that yeah, when you work wise. alone. Like, there's nobody, like, yeah, that you know right. you're going to go get coffee with at 10 in the morning. Totally. Like, and that's, a that's like, a facet of, I think, adult life that you sort of miss out on when you're an entrepreneur. Uh, unless you start like a company and have your own employees and stuff. Um, but mostly like even like us, you know, yeah, we have small teams, but it's a little different. Like it's not the same as, you know, being part of a big office or a big company. Um, but I, I don't know. I like it. I think it's fun. Um, you just have to. So I guess now that I say that, I guess my answer should be like B because I need to like be more proactive and like going out and actually talking to people. And Yeah. Have you met people here? Are you making friends? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so we have already had friends here. So we made friends with their friends and um yeah, so now we have a good, like, sort of group of people out here. Um, Did you guys have, like, a strategy? I feel like if you move to a new city as an adult, you have to kind of be ready to proactively throw yourself into social situations because otherwise, you know, it'll be six months later and you're like, oh, crap, we yeah. forgot to make friends or we right. have a social circle. I think I mean, you're lucky that you even have, a you know, a partner that you've come totally. here with. Yeah. So it's not totally new and totally by yourself. And I can easily, like, just stay in and not do anything. So it's sort of like... I guess I'm an introvert in that way, but I need to, I always tell myself, like, you have to go outside and, like, you have to go talk to people. So I always make a point to just make appointments with friends or get coffee or just hang out or try to go out in the afternoons and evenings. Like, before my, when Kate was uh, working at a job, it was really tough because she would come home and be tired from work. And then I'm, like, all raring to go outside just because I've been inside all day. Um, and now I have human contact. Um, but now she we, works from home now. She works from home now, yeah. So she freelances and stuff. So she's always working from home. She goes out more than I do because she has to go to factories and stuff and ha- go to meetings. But for me, most of my stuff is all virtual. So I can, I could technically just stay at home all day. Um, but so the nice thing though is that because she works from home more often now, we both feel that itch to go out like around four or five or just to stop working and go do something. So yeah. But I would still say probably be. I could probably really improve on just going out more and like. 
forcing myself to interact with people. <laughs> How does that work working with your partner at home? Like, what do you, what's your guys' routine? Uh, it's fine. We, we get along really well. So we're like best friends. So we have like a desk and we just like sit next to each other and work. Do you talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talk and I push her and stuff and I don't know. And then you just like throw in headphones when you need to yeah, hear each yeah. other? I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Do you ever like goof off in the middle oh, of the day? Dude, I'm the hugest goofball. Like at work, when I used to work, I, I never like, oh, is that weird to say? No. Oh. <laughs> um, I would I would never work ever. Like I'm always messing around. So okay. Is that weird? What? No. Okay. That's just not what I meant by goof off. <laughs> oh, goof off. Oh, see. that's where your mind's at. Okay. Uh, and finally, spirituality. Hmm. B. Solid B. I think so. I feel at peace with myself, and I know that there's like something bigger than me out there. Um, I was raised Catholic, so I I know all about sacraments and the church and stuff and even though i don't really go to church or practice that often anymore or ever really um in a formal sense there's always still like that relationship that you have with your god whoever that is or whatever that is um and yeah there's not always or yeah right if you choose to believe in that then there's whoever that is to you um i think the most important thing is if you do choose to believe in something that you have that relationship with that thing or that being um and i think i do um i'm pretty happy I know that I don't, I know, I know that everything's happened for a reason and someone out there that's bigger than me or whatever is hopefully like, uh, you know, helping me out and watching out for me. So I like that. So now we're going to play SG approved or not this dude. Uh, you're here today. Baron Quadro approved, BC approved or not this dude. So I'm going to throw some, some holiday things at you to celebrate, uh, it being almost December and all right, we're going to start with Ugly sweater parties. Mm. I mean, it's they're fun. Why not? Sure, it's approved. BC approved. I think so. All right. Uh, reindeer antlers worn for party flair. Ooh, I'm pro antler. Why not? It's one day. Come on, give me a break. BC approved. Eggnog. Oh man, I'm not an eggnog fan. Denied. Not this dude. No, not this dude. Uh, regifting. Oh. <laughs> Um, I mean, you've got to do it. you got to do it, right? <laughs> Look at that. I get a little wince from across the table. Um, don't do it if you can avoid doing it. Um, okay, fine. It's not the suit. Uh, holiday party hookups. What do I know about that? Um, BC approved if you're not me, I guess. Okay. Uh, mittens. <laughs> not the suit. Not the suit. And finally, giving gift cards as presents. Mm, not this dude. I mean, if you're going to give gifts, give them to people who you know, um, and just give a little thought, put a little thought into it, right? It can't be that hard. So not this dude. I respect that. And finally, we always ask our guests, what was your first million bucks moment? Mm. That moment where you just looked in the mirror and everything was working and <laughs> you felt awesome. The first time? Oh, man. Uh, it, this wasn't the first time, but... Um, Probably one of the most recent ones that stands out in memory is, like, my wedding. Because I wore a tux, and I've never worn a tuxedo before, other than prom, but that was rented. Yeah. So I got it. Nobody feels like a million bucks in a prom tux. Of course not. Come on. (laughs) Um, But this tux fit really well, and it was, was like, made to measure from my friends at La Clapelle. So it was really nice, and, um, yeah, it just felt great wearing it. I was in Navy, um, P. Clapelle. Pretty standard. Um, Yeah, I loved it. It was good. That was my probably my, one of my most recent million bucks memories. Hashtag. <laughs> I love it. 
All right. Well, Baron Quadro, effortless gent, thank you so much for being undressed. I really enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully people are using it to uh, as a soundtrack for their Cyber Monday shopping. And hopefully they have some new ideas for it, too. That'd be awesome. All right. Thanks. Talk to you later. And that's an episode. That was Baron Quadro of EffortlessGent.com. If you haven't gone and checked him out, go do that right now. Thanks to our sponsor, Graze.com. That's G-R-A-Z-E. Graze, if you don't know, is a snack subscription service that delivers awesome, delicious snacks in really perfectly portioned packs. I know for me, I get to the end of one, and while I probably want a little more, I know that it's best that I don't. Uh, They're really perfect for, you know, on-the-go hunger pangs or sitting at your desk but don't want to get up and go to the vending machine hunger pangs. Really, anytime you're hungry, think of Grays. <laughs> Undress listeners can get a free box of four customized snacks. Just head to Grays.com. Again, that's G-R-A-Z-E.com and enter the promo code UNDRESSED and get snacking. So thanks again to you guys for listening. Remember, if you haven't yet, go subscribe, leave a review, download all the old episodes, just, you know, get, get all up in your undress biz. Uh, till next time, this is Undressed. I'm Megan Collins, a style girlfriend. Thanks for listening.